Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. According to analysts at BlackRock Investment Institute, the U.S. presidential election is set to take place against the most tumultuous domestic backdrop since 1968. In this episode, we're not going to talk sides, Democrat or Republican. Instead, we're going to talk about how elections in general impact your money 
and what you need to know before and after November 3rd. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash cdspecials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. If you live in the U.S., the day this podcast releases, October 20th, 2020, you have exactly two weeks until the most contested, historical, impactful election in our history, regardless of what side you might be on. And yes, this is also my battle cry to beg you to vote, to get out and vote for your local government, for your state government, for the federal government, to get involved, to get active. Even if you've never voted before, even if you don't really know what you're voting on, vote. It's so incredibly important. In the U.S., we have the lowest voter turnout of any of the countries. It's just, it's crazy. It blows my mind. And I I watched this documentary recently that I highly suggest. It's called All In, The Fight for Democracy. It's on Amazon and It's just this really interesting perspective on voting and voter history. And it really got me thinking for this episode. Let's go back in history for a minute. After the Civil War, some 4 million enslaved black men, women, and children were granted freedom, which passed in the 13th Amendment. As Frederick Douglass said in May 1865, 1865. Slavery is not abolished until the black man has the ballot. Let's just say that some people were not happy about this, but over the next decade, black Americans voted in large numbers across the South. Many black men held office. It was definitely, the tide was changing, so we thought. (laughs) But let's just say that some other people were not exactly happy about that either. And a lot of not so great stuff happened around voter suppression, around equality. I mean, you name it, right? I don't have to recap the whole history. You pretty much get the picture. And it wasn't until 1965 that the Voting Rights Act was signed by President Lyndon Johnson. And still to this day, there are so many issues around voting. So many issues. In this documentary, I was talking about Stacey Abrams, who is running for governor in uh, Georgia, went on election day to cast her vote for herself. And there were problems around her actually voting that day. And had she not had camera crews and actually been on the ballot, she might have been turned away from voting, which is just 
it's absolutely crazy. And it really blows my mind because I, unfortunately, or fortunately, as a white female, have never had a problem voting. I've never had to wait in a line. I've always been able to just go up and give my driver's license and cast my vote. But that's not what has happened for many people. That's not the story that so many people have had, including women in the United States. And I just, I think it's crazy. You know, let's talk about the story for women. In 1920, the 19th Amendment passed, and that promised women the right to vote. However, many were still excluded due to suffrage barriers. So you see, it's it's taken years for equal playing field, and yet it's still not there in so many ways. There's voter suppression, people literally being erased from the voter registry. I had a couple of friends where this happened to them, just just vaporized from the voter registry. And then people having to wait hours to vote, sometimes being told that they can't vote. And I don't know if you live in a state where you've done early mail-in voting. In California, we've done that. Or if you've been in one of the states where that wasn't an option and you either have waited in lines or you're going to wait in lines. It's just a frustrating process. And so many listeners we have of this podcast that actually don't live in the United States you have many of these issues as well. This is across the world that places that have the freedom to vote, there are many places where voting still, it's not that it doesn't count, but it almost doesn't matter sometimes. And it's just really frustrating as citizens, but I don't want that to deter you from voting. You may have heard of stories recently from people like basketball legend Shaquille O'Neal, that said he will vote for the very first time in his lifetime this election. So again, it's easy to think that your vote doesn't matter, it won't make an impact, but imagine if we all thought that way. If that was the mindset that we all had, what would ever change? Nothing. Nothing would ever change. And how would that impact your money? And I, I go back to, to stories of myself. I can remember 18, 20, or, you know, the early years when I had the right to vote. I didn't spend a lot of time researching things. I didn't even really know what I was doing. I honestly didn't even know what I believed in to a few years ago, if I'm going to be honest with you. And so I probably took it a little bit for granted. And I feel really guilty admitting that and saying that because so many people before me, so many generations before me fought for me to have the right to actually go in and vote and cast a vote and be somewhat educated about what I was voting for. And so I feel really bad now that maybe I took a little bit of that for granted, but not anymore because now I really understand not only politics and how it works. I mean, I've done a lot of deep dives until into the the money aspect of <laughs> of government, the money as aspect of lobbying and all sorts of things, how bills get passed, how they don't get passed, and it is frightening when you start to pull that up and look underneath the hood of that. Wow. That will really blow your mind. But if we take it from a much higher level, politics and your money do pretty much go hand in hand. There are many political issues that impact your money. And it may not be always on the federal level, 
But definitely if we start inching our way down to state and local leaders, different propositions, different measures, different things that really impact how much money you're paying. In California, there's been a lot of propositions that have passed that people weren't really aware of what was happening with that particular proposition. And suddenly tax rates went up or gas rates went up. And then people were like, wait a minute, what did I vote for? And sometimes it's hard to decipher. There's a lot of language. And certainly if you read the the voter books or you're going online and you're looking at different things, you're trying to figure out which way do I vote. It can be quite confusing. The pros, the cons, sometimes it's like, I don't, I don't even know what to think about this. But at least if you spend a little bit of time thinking about it, you can come to decision and say, okay, I feel pretty good about, about voting this way or another way. So how does politics impact your money? Well, taxes are probably the biggest issue at debate in, in, in any year, especially this one. If you watched any of the debates and you were playing, let's just say you're playing a drinking game with how many times taxes came up, well, you would probably officially be tanked <laughs> in the first few minutes because all I heard in between bickering and whatnot is taxes, 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 who is going to raise them, who is not going to raise them. And at some point it's like, okay, but what is actually going to happen? You know, the, the debates are always interesting to me because there's an element of entertainment and salaciousness, right? It's that they want you to get hooked on a certain point or another point, and that's all you hear. And so I find debates just, I don't even know the word. I mean, this year, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I really have a lack of a word to to talk about the debates, but let's just say that taxes are pretty high up there on the list. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. 
And now listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. It's Tuesday, so let's tackle another Ask Shauna, and this one comes from Carrie. Hi, Shauna. I've been listening to your show from the very beginning and honestly go back and listen to old episodes all the time. Thank you for creating this great vault of money knowledge. Okay, so I have a pretty good job and I've been contributing about 2 to 3% of my salary to my 401k, but I know that isn't enough. I feel like I'm in a fairly okay place right now in terms of my debt payoff and savings for goals, but I keep feeling like I'm missing the boat on my 401k savings. I know you're going to kill me for saying this, but... My company does match contributions up to 6%, and I'm not taking advantage of that. Should I just bump up to 6% or go higher? Maybe I haven't made a decision because I'm so in fear of making the wrong decision, and let's be honest, change is super hard. Would love your thoughts on what to do and how I should be thinking about this one. Carrie, thanks, friend, for listening to this show from the beginning. I am honestly deathly afraid of going back in time and listening to those early episodes, Yikes, like that that really scares me because in the beginning of the podcast, I didn't think anybody would listen and I didn't really know what I was doing. So some of those are definitely the beginner stages, but that's okay. We learn and grow. 
Your question is is great. And so many people have a version of this type of question. So just know that your cue is going to help answer definitely for someone else that is listening. First, you're right. I, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to gently nudge you to save up to the match. That's free money, my friend. And free does not come very often. Yes, there are hardly anything in this world that is free. Hardly anything is free. So if you can get that match, you should definitely, if you can, save up to that. Now, with that said, every company has what's called a vesting schedule. So let's do a quick example. Let's say the vesting schedule is four years and every year you're 25% vested. So that means if you leave in year two, you can take 50% of the employer's match with you. You can always take 100% of what you put in. After year four, you're 100% vested. So if you leave after year four, you can take all of that employer match with you. So find out what your company's vesting schedule is, but don't worry about that if you don't plan on leaving. And even if you do, some money is better than no money. I use that example all the time of thinking about your money this way. If you were walking down the street and there was nobody around and you found a $5 bill or a $20 bill on the floor... I really hope you would pick it up. Of course, if there's someone around and it's their money, then we got to give it to them, right? It's not your money. But if money is just laying around, pick it up. So start thinking about your money from that perspective. And that goes for everything, your credit card interest rates, the interest rate on your savings account, your mortgage rate, your student loan interest rate, your car interest rate, matching, I mean, you name it. Second, I want you to look at your money goals and think about what is your number one goal right now and how much money will it take to get you there? Then look at how much you can raise your contribution past that match amount, but still hit your other number one money goal. Hope that makes sense. So just because money is going into your 401k, it, it doesn't mean it isn't your cash. You're just directing it in a different way and you're getting a tax deduction for your contribution, which means you'll pay less in taxes, which is honestly always a good thing. So I am a fan of going as high as you can with your 401k contributions without sacrificing your other money goals and of course without sacrificing the bills that you have to pay. But always try to go up at least to your match. Now if you don't have a match then just think about contributing what you can and really challenge yourself to increase it by maybe 1 to 2% each year as your salary increases. So this is with anything. I know I said this a million times, but money is this gray area. These decisions are really in a gray space. So if you can save up to your match, fantastic, because that's free money that you would otherwise be missing out on. So that's step one. Step two is then thinking about how much more can you increase your contributions without sacrificing that number one money goal that you have? Can you find a happy medium, some sort of balance there? So maybe you're doing a little bit of both. And if you can still hit your money goal, ah, maybe you go up to the max in your 401k. It's it's, it's not going to hurt you to save more money. I say this all the time. Nobody dies saying, oh my gosh, I saved too much money. <laughs> it's usually the reverse. You're usually scratching around for some cash. So the more you can save, the better off you're going to be. So Carrie, I hope that answered your question. If you haven't asked Sean a question, please don't feel shy. Every question is a great question. 
There are a lot of questions. It's going to take me a quite a long time to get through them, but please, your question's super important. I want to help you and I want to help someone else. So go to the link in the show notes or go straight over to our website, mmoneypodcast.com. On the homepage, you'll see the Ask Shauna section. Fill it in and ask away. Taxes have a real impact on your finances. Yes, of course, the state you live in matters. I mean, I live here in Los Angeles and California, and we have some of the highest tax rates no matter what. But I know we have also some out-of-the-country listeners, and while you might have higher taxes than we have here in the United States, you probably also have some other social benefits like access to free healthcare, reduced or no-cost college, which, you know, both of those are highly debated items here in the United States. So how does taxes impact you? How does it come down to your level? Obviously, if a tax bill is passed or not passed and you have to pay more money, that obviously has a direct impact on you. So how do you prepare for this? Because we don't know what's going to happen. But I think there are some things that you can control. And that's really what I want the, the central theme to emerge from this episode are the things around your money that you can control and the things that you can't control, just somewhat releasing them, but also being aware that if if a change happens, maybe you might need to make a change in your own finances. So if you've had anything come up this year, and probably a lot of us have, maybe you lost a job, maybe you even got a higher paying job, you sold a house, bought a house, had a baby, all of these big life changes, those are always an indication that it's a really good idea to schedule an end of the year money check-in with your accountant just to make sure there aren't any surprises that come up when you file your taxes. And while changes in the tax code might happen or might not happen, they're not going to impact your taxes for April 2021 when you file. But If there are any political tax changes, they might impact you dramatically the following year. So I'm a big believer in these end-of-the-year money check-ins with your accountant. If you don't have an accountant, um, I'm just a big fan of having an accountant. (laughs) You can always do like a one-off session with an accountant where you're, you're just showing them your numbers and you're kind of picking their brain to see if there's any maybe adjustments you need to make. But it's a really good idea if you have had one of these big life shifts, life changes, because those are usually the things that start impacting your taxes in a pretty dramatic way. Another issue, of course, is the stock market. I just did a ton of episodes on the stock market. I've got a couple of more coming up on investing, and it's it's always the most asked question. It's the question you send in to me the most. What do I invest in? What do I need to know? What do I, what mistakes do I need to avoid? And no one has a crystal ball. So rather than guessing what might happen if each candidate is elected, I think it's better if we we go to history and we look at history for a little guidance. Traditionally, now this is a course, I'm going to say a lot of this with an asterisk mark, (laughs) because 2020 is unique, a unique year. Not only did we have a global pandemic, but we also had a presidential election here in the US. And not to mention a lot of countries around, a lot of countries around the world 
are having big political things happen. So this is a year unlike any other year, but traditionally, years with presidential elections, they've caused a lot of, I like to say, like crankiness with the stock market. And this year is unlike any other year. So it's really hard to say what will happen, but the stock market doesn't like uncertainty. The stock market loves when things are predictable, when companies are going to say they're going to earn a certain amount of money in uh, have certain returns in certain quarters and that happens, or maybe the companies do even better. I mean, the stock market loves that. It loves safety. It loves just protection. It loves to, to be right, to feel good. And we all do, right? <laughs> I hate uncertainty. I really hate uncertainty. I hate uncertainty even more the older and older I get. Uncertainty to me just feels like the nasty devil sitting on my shoulder. But the night of the 2016 election, this is just to give you an example, the stock market futures sank about 5%, which is pretty dramatic. That's a pretty dramatic drop. But by the time the market closed the day after the election, it was up over 1%. So it had really recovered. But that's proof that you you can't always panic in situations like this. And I know a lot of people will watch what's happening in the stock market and freak out and make some dramatic shift in in your investments, in your retirement portfolio, whatever it may be. And it's always important to take a lot of this with a grain of salt. Of course, I don't want you to have losses. I hate losses as much as you hate losses. But if you're 20s, 30s, even 40s, you have a long working history on your side. And so having some of these blips is not going to ruin the overall strategy that you might have. Now, of course, there are some scenarios where having a stock market decline is is pretty serious, right? If we're if we're trying to retire the day after the election, we might be really concerned with what's going on. But if we're that close to retirement, we're also hopefully going to be pretty conservative with our investments so that hopefully we mitigate or minimize some of that risk, some of that exposure risk. But if you're young, it might not matter. Don't look at your investment statement. Don't go online and look at it. Don't freak out. Don't panic. You have a lot of time to recover. I think another interesting fact that I found in a Forbes article I want to share, it said in the last 100 years, every president who averted a recession during this period was reelected. Only one, Calvin Coolidge, went on to win re-election when there was a recession in the two years leading up to the election. Hmm. I find that really interesting. We'll see. We'll see, right? (laughs) We'll see what happens on November 3rd. But what can you do? Well, I want you to remember that the headlines, especially this year, are meant to get your attention, particularly when it comes to investing. It's meant to grab you, to make you think about something or not think about something. So if you're nervous about the stock market, about your investments or your retirement account, I always say just turn off the news, stop reading, stop fixating on that particular piece of information. And if it really bothers you, 
talk to a financial planner because there are so many CFPs out there, certified financial planners you can hire for like a one-off session just to make sure that you are positioned correctly in your retirement accounts of how much risk you're willing to take on, but also, you know, what's happening with the market, what's happening with politics, what's, you know, all of those things. You're not wrong in saying, hey, I feel uneasy about this and I, I'm not comfortable with risk. You're not wrong in saying that. Remember, investment is really personal. It's a personal strategy that you're putting together depending on how much risk you're willing to take on. And that risk can change over time. Right now, you might feel really risky. And in five years, you might say, whoa, I do not feel this risky and vice versa. So it's okay. It doesn't matter if your friend or your best friend or your boyfriend or your partner, whatever it may be, your parents, maybe they're more risky or less risky than you're willing to be. That's okay. Let them let them operate in their own world. <laughs> you don't have to join their party, but make the smart moves that you need to make. And that may involve hiring a financial planner for a one-off session just so you feel like maybe you're positioned the way you want to be. So yeah, there are a lot of things you can control with your money. And we, we've talked about so many different episodes. We have so many, I mean, I think it's at over 650 different episodes where we talk about things you can control, like how you spend and save your cash. That's a big one you can control. And you can make that change today, right? I mean, there there. So many different ways that you can find savings in your bank account. I always tell people that there is money sitting in your bank account right now, hiding out, waiting for you to find it. It's just whether you want to go about the step of finding it. And it's very simple. It's really just looking at, hey, where did I spend my money today? Where did my money go? Is there any way that I spent my money today that maybe I could do it a little bit more efficiently tomorrow? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no. Let's say today you paid your cell phone bill or your internet bill. Well, maybe you can call those companies and say, hey, am I on the best plan for me? Nine out of 10 times, the answer is going to be no, there's a better plan. And and also that better plan saves you more money. Well, fantastic. If you found 20 or $30 or $5 or $100 today, that's awesome, right? Where can I redirect that money? Where can I redirect that savings into one of my goals to push me further ahead? Maybe some days it's like, no, I, I think I spent my money great today. Fantastic, right? Fantastic. Take each day as each day. You also can control your money mindset. How are you thinking about money? How are you feeling about money? How are you letting it impact your life? Are you letting money be in the driver's seat or are you in the driver's seat, right? Your money mindset is so, so powerful. It's about 90% of your money success, maybe a little bit more. When you really start to understand why do you think act and feel certain ways about money? What are you carrying from your childhood or from relationships that isn't serving you anymore that you can let go of? And how do you really start to define what you want your life to look like? How do you really start to dial into that vision? Because when you can lock into that, it makes all the other things that you can control really easy to do, like the goals that you set. What are some of your goals? What are some things you want to do before the end of the year? Even if it seems impossible, it's putting your mind in this, in this framework of 
positioned on positive, right? There's not enough positive things out there, I don't think. So let's position your mind in a positive way, even if everything feels like it's going against you. What are some of your money habits? What are you doing daily, weekly, monthly that's really helping you propel forward? And you don't have to be perfect in any of these things. There's, there's, there's no level of perfection. It's just each day are you waking up and are you trying to do a little something that moves you closer? And, you know, how has how is your investment account or retirement account? How is that position? Those are things you actually can control. You can't control whether it, it, it you know, does well or does not do well. You can't really control those things, but you can control how well things are positioned. How is your money set up? Those are things that are all in your control, but there's a lot you can control. <laughs> and those are the frustrating things, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Those are the things that really get to me. So I'm hoping you're in that same boat. You know, elections, how politics impact your money, we can't control it. The best we can do is just get out and vote and try and use our voice. You can't control whether you have a job tomorrow or not. But I mean, hey, we've done a ton of episodes on side hustles. So I'm a big fan of trying to insulate yourself. I have probably six or seven different side hustles. So maybe get one and and use that as a crutch if something happens to your job. And you certainly can't control what the stock market's going to do. If you could, that would be freaking amazing. (laughs) But we can't. We have no idea what it's going to do. The best we can do is just control our emotions and control how things are set up. And of course, the other big issue with elections and your money is healthcare. And no one really knows where that is going. I mean, candidates can talk a lot about like doing this or doing that. But I say none of it matters until you actually like show me the money. Like you actually show me what's going to happen. And we're coming up in the time of open enrollment here in the U.S. very soon. So just make sure you pick a healthcare plan that is right for you right now with what you know right now. Even if a particular candidate wins the election, it doesn't mean something's going to change or happen immediately. So do the best that you can with what you have available right now. You know, think about is there anything big coming up next year? Are you getting married? Are you having a baby? Is there a big surgery? Is there anything big coming up? Or maybe you need to change your plan or maybe you need to think about like, okay, is there a better plan that helps me cover a lot more of those costs? So we can pre-think some of those things. Again, a lot of those things are out of your control, but pre-think some of those things because it does have a dramatic impact on, on your money. So politics and your money they have a lot in common. They work in tandem, but there are things you can do to make sure, again, that you're working on what you can control and just let go of some of that stuff you can't. I'm giving you a permission slip. I'm giving myself a permission slip to let go of some of the stuff that we just can't control because those things usually keep us trapped in this bad money cycle. And sometimes it keeps us trapped in making bad money decisions. So let's just let go of that crap, all right? And also get involved locally, like really research the propositions and measures that you're voting on. Read about judges and local officials because your bank account does depend on it. And vote, 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 vote. Voting is our right, our responsibility. There are a lot of resources out there. I'm going to put them in the show notes so you can find them. One of my favorites is whenweallvote.org. 
has so many different resources of where to vote, how to get your friends ready to vote, deadlines for each state, your rights as a voter, and so much more. And particularly if you go to vote, you're registered to vote, and something happens where you're blocked or denied to vote, I want you to raise your voice. I want you to get loud because it's your responsibility. It's your right. Really, it's your right. As a U.S. citizen, for sure, I can't speak about other countries, but as a U.S. citizen, it is your right to be able to vote. And I want to make sure your voice is heard. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. If you're looking for more pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. All American Giant clothing is created with a commitment to doing things better. From the materials they use down to the last stitch in every piece. And everything is made right here in America, in partnership with people and communities. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll appreciate as soon as you receive your order. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off your first order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23. 